Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Welcome to the Raptors Republic Live podcast on opening night here at Sportsnet Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, I'm joined here by uh, Nick Tutsel. Nick, uh, Nick is one of the writers at Raptors Republic. How's it going, Nick, man? We're, uh, you know, about midway through the second quarter. The Raptors are down six. Early impressions of uh, the, this Raptors team. Compare this kind of like what you expected at tip-off versus where you are now. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> when I started the game... Kawhi Leonard was not in a Raptors uniform, and here we are, 12 and a half minutes later, he's still not there. Um, you can just tell by the way the ball is moving, I think it's sticking a little bit more. There's not that outlet release valve on offense that we were used to seeing for the past 12 months, and it's going to take some getting used to what they fell down 12, 10 early in the first, in the first quarter, and it's going to take a little bit from each guy, I think, to bring us back to a level where we're comfortable offensively it's not going to come all from one place and it's yeah there's going to be some growing pains but so far you know we're, we're hanging in there and uh, i like our chances to to pull it out uh, earlier in the night you made a comment which kind of resonated man it was like um you know guys who were doing something sometime now need to do those things all the time yeah well i i just think like when you have a guy like Kawhi, like a top two but debatably the best player in the league last year how do you replace that? And I think there's there's guys like, you know, Pascal was a master of taking broken plays and transition offense and taking it, making it his own. Fred Van Vliet hitting that occasional open free three. You know, Anobi, when he was on the court, got, was a great defensive stopper for us. Those guys are going to have to do those things at a clip, you know, two, threefold as, as what they did, you know, the previous season to be able to keep our level you know, that we were as a team in terms of winning percentage and all that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a big ask. But Yeah, and it's like before the game, we were, like, all excited. We were, like, a 52-win season and all that. You know what I mean? And, uh, and early, the early impressions of two guys were counting a lot on this year. Like, one is obviously OG, who we rely on. He had a, had a, you know, he had a tough season last year. And then the other guy, Fred Van Vliet, who started at the two tonight. Um, 
in, uh, high expectations of those two guys. I think people are expecting those two guys to kind of like elevate their game to like a new level. Uh, and um, it's a lot to ask. Like, but Raptor fans are so like programmed to success based yeah. on, over the summer and like what happened last year that they automatically expect that Van Vliet and maybe OG will take like natural progression to the next level. And although they th that may happen, it, it is somewhat a tall task for those two guys to answer to. Yeah, I agree. And I think more so for Fred, we kind of know what he is. He's a, he's a fantastic guard in the NBA. And I know as many of us heard, Kevin Durant, I think he was on a, one of the New York radio shows saying, like, this guy's going to have a job as long as he wants in the NBA. And he's, he's going to be around as long as he wants to play basketball for. I believe that. I'm just... I'm. It'll be interesting to see with a bit more opportunity what he can do with it. I, I think we see him as a, a, a replacement-level guard, a guy who can hit an open shot. I'm not sure he's going to take a jump to you know a guy who's pushing for all-star, this kind of thing. OG, on the other hand, we haven't had a full season of him with 30, 28 minutes a game and being able to see really what he can do and how he can contribute to a team that's contending for the playoffs in the East. This is, I think, his, his tryout period to see can he be a piece moving forward that we're going to be able to count on as a guy that we can plug into our starting lineup and be confident that this is our dude for the next, you know, four or five, however many years. And he's going to have the opportunity to do it this year, so I'm excited yeah. to see what he and can do. And by the way, just, just it's important to the listener to understand that the Nick is right now eating a giant genetically <laughs> engineered uh, set of chicken wings, and these are the, gr the, the largest chicken wings I have ever seen. And if there's anything that confirms genetic engineering is perhaps, you know, closer to, like, nuclear radiation levels, this probably does. Yeah, I think but, but back to the game here. Uh, there, was a, there was a play early on in the, uh, I think it was first quarter, where OG was kind of underneath the basket. And, like, he went up. Uh, he tried to get it up after he got past the ball in and just couldn't muscle it in. And it was at that moment you're like, oh, shit, man. Kawhi in that position is yep. either two free throws or, or a basket. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I think it's not going to come from OG, you know, getting stronger overnight or one dude. It's like, it's all of these guys, they've got to, they've got to step up. And I think to expect that this team is going to reach the levels that it was last year, obviously, you know, NBA championship, I think I'd be, we'd all be pretty silly to expect that that's going to be the result again, but I I think from a Raptors fan perspective, what we have to look for is what can we build forward to? And it's these young guys, Siakam, um, OG, and some of these guys, what are they going to be able to do with the opportunity that they have this season? And yeah. Absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, I think Siakam has looked very good so far. Uh, again, it's the Pelicans at home. The result doesn't matter. The game doesn't matter. I think all that matters is, like, the initial look of the team. And certainly, like, you can, you can already see that, I mean... Defensively, I think we may be somewhat okay on the perimeter, but definitely interior, where we're a bit lacking here. And Gasol definitely looks a little bit, little slower there on the interior rotations. Is is, is Gasol sober? Do we know that for a fact? Are we sure? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think defensively, as you as you mentioned on the perimeter, I like our guys. I think you know Kyle's always been as he converts a layup and falls to the floor as he always does he's always been a great on-ball defender I think Freddie holds his own Pascal OG but in the half court offensively is where I really worry about this team and where they're going to be able to generate offense when there's 10 seconds left our first look doesn't work and somebody's got to make a play obviously last year that was Kawhi and 
even when he wasn't able to make up a play, play himself, he drew the defense in so much that he was able to kick to another shooter and open something up. So now I think that falls on the shoulders of probably a Pascal Siakam. And, you know, will he be able to do that? I I hope so, but he's going to get the opportunity to prove it to I mean, us I mean, if he can. Hearing you, like, on that, uh, as you were waxing lyrical on that uh, analysis there, um, <laughs> It, it does uh, remind me a little bit of like the pre-Kawhi DeMar DeRozan era where you're like, what do they do in the half court when it matters? Totally. I feel like some of those conversations being revisited um, in this season. And I think um, I think Pascal, as you said, is the guy. I mean, he, he is the guy that needs to needs to like step up again. Not at the same level as Kawhi at all. I, I don't I think that's unrealistic. And uh, I think realistically, all Raptor fans feel that this season, you know, we're not probably going to not going to repeat. But uh, we got to go as far as possible, and, and and Pascal really is that guy that 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 potential number one option that may see us over the next couple of years. Yeah, um, I'm excited, and just the one thing with Pascal for me is last year Kawhi was the number one. Even in some cases, I think especially early on in the season, Kyle was the number two, right? And Pascal was that third guy. People weren't really sure about you know what his potential was, and as the season went on he became like a really a really big piece for us now he's the first guy in the in, in the rotation for us and he's the guy that coaches are talking about every night this is the number one option we've got a game plan for him how is he going to react to defenses thinking about him first in their head right it's going to be a lot more things he has to do in the half court and when the when plays break down and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to cope with that because if he can if he can handle defenses at an elite level guys who are game planning for him as a number one option i think that's the difference between a guy who's good and a guy who can be a number one option on a really good team even a championship caliber team yeah nice all right that's nick uh, in the second quarter uh the raptors play the pelicans on uh, opening night uh it's a tie game 56 54 uh well not tie uh the raps are down by two but uh it's close man we're hanging in there and uh, we'll go on uh, and see who else we can talk to. Thanks, Nick. All right, cheers, man. Talk soon. All right, we are speaking with Don from ATB News. Don, uh, tell me about your jersey here. When did you buy it? Who is? Who, what motivated you buy this? It's got a very particular print, purple, but the Toronto seems a bit modern. Yeah, I mean, this jersey actually is from my uh, clothing brand. Uh, it's called Ball in the Six. And uh, we designed this jersey ourselves, so um, it, it kind of has that unique type of look. Kind of has that unique type of look, and and yeah, I mean, it's on it's on our website. You can find it there. What's um, your website? It's uh, ballinthesix.com. And now, you, uh, can, you can order it online and everything. Now, uh, we, I think we got to publicize this a little bit. This is a fine product here because uh, it looks like a Raptors uh, official jersey, but it's not. But it's different enough where it's okay for it not to be an official Raptors jersey. Exactly. I absolutely love the six in the middle, VJ. there. Uh, you, you'd buy that shit immediately, wouldn't you? Uh, I think I would. Anyone who really sees me in this jersey is always asking me where I got it, where can I get it. You know, so it definitely has that look where it grabs your attention as soon as you look at it. Yeah. And um, you can also put your name on the back of it. You can. And, you can, and, and it's one of those uh, product items. And by the way, this is by no means an ad. I just met this guy. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, once you look at the jersey, you look, and then VJ, uh, you look again. Exactly. You just you look again. You just keep looking. Like right. it's one of those where. 
it's hard to get your eye off of it. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you for for asking about the jersey and wanting to know what it's about because it just has that that look, that feel like it feels nice. Like it's one of those things you put on you don't want to take off. You yeah, know? Certainly I I wouldn't take that off. So uh, so talk to me, man. I, I've been asking some people about last year, the emotions about last year. And uh, to me, like, game five and game six were, like, two extreme emotions. And I love extremes, right? Game five was, like, absolute disappointment. Absolute. Game six was, like, first tell me about where you were during game five. Okay, so game five, I was at a friend's condo right behind Jurassic Park. So we could hear everything. Like, you know, we actually had to close the balcony door. So that you know the team, we wouldn't get we ruin we wouldn't ruin the game, right? Because we can hear the crowd scream whenever they score or whatever, right? So I was there watching the game. You know, energy is at at an all-time high, and um, as the game is ending, you kind of have that feel. Okay, we're gonna win this You're game. Up six. You're you know, up yeah, six. you know, we're gonna win this game. So at this point, we're trying to get out of the condo and get to the streets. And, and just celebrate with the fans at this point. So I remember, I think it was a commercial break, and we're just like, okay, let's get out of here. We run, we run down the, run down to the elevator. We 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 we're waiting for the elevator to get to come up. We go down. We're running the streets now, and now we're in Jurassic Park. And at that time, I think the game was. I think we're up by only two at this point. <laughs> Right, so but you're already like, celebrating. yeah, we're already like, okay, there's no way we're we're losing. We're yeah. still gonna win this game, and and then we all know what happened. Uh, Laurie misses a shot, and literally, I can tell you, the energy went from like 100 to just zero, like yeah. just in in a second. Like it was crazy how it happened. Like you can literally feel the energy just gets zapped away, like. And everyone was just like, okay, I guess, I guess we're going home now. Uh, so yeah. that, was that, that was that feel, game and, five. Like. And the reason I like bringing game five up, man, is only to bring game six up. Right. Right in game six, were you in Toronto at the time as well? Or what? Yes, I was in Toronto. And I was actually telling anyone that would listen that the Raptors would win in six. You know, so like from what that, when that happened, game five happened, I was like, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to finish it game six. And we're going to take care of business. And that's exactly what happened. And we got to celebrate. It just sucks that it happened in, in, in Golden State. You know, you would have you loved it for it to happen game five at home. You know, everyone ready to just celebrate and tear the city apart. Man, but it happened and it's all good. Because I knew if it went to game seven, I don't think we would be having this conversation right now. So, uh, has the championship made you a better person? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm still. I'm just. I'm just happier, you know. I mean, I guess if I'm happier, I guess I'm a better person, you right? Know. You know. So you, you treat Peter, uh, it, people better. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. It made me a better person. Is, is it happiness that money just can't buy exactly exactly yeah. it's just one of those it's one of those happiness it's just like yeah. you can't you can't you can't buy it you can't you can't 
get it from anywhere. It's just, it's one of those things where it just happens once in a while, it's a right? Permanent it's effect, exactly, isn't it? yeah. right? It's, it's like, like doing LSD or mushroom. Just like a, there's a chemical. There you go. There you yeah. go. Right? It's just one of those things. Like it's just like it takes you to a place that you know you you can't get to unless you're you're high or something. Like you know, like you're just on something. But like, yeah, man, it's just one of those things that you just want to bottle up. You know. So, uh, like in closing, I want to ask you, like, one of the, the summer was great, obviously. I mean, I had an amazing summer and all that. Um, how did the Kauai news affect you? Did it bother you? What was your initial reaction to it? How did you reconcile with it? To be where, where, where are you with that? The Kauai news, because I, because I kind of knew he was already going to leave. Like, well, I never. When did you know that? As soon as he signed. Okay. Uh, as soon okay. as he came here. I want to say signed. <laughs> as soon as he got traded here. Okay, right? continue signing. I knew that it was a rental, right? I was just preparing my, my mind the whole season. You know, even though all this good stuff was happening, I was like, hey, don't get too excited. He's leaving. Don't get too excited. So, like, when it happened, to be honest, I'm going to be real. Like, when we won the title, I kind of had a, a second thought that maybe he might stay. Right, but then like as it got like closer and closer to to um to July first, and like you know and how he was taking so much time, and I was just like, okay, he's not staying. And when it actually like the news broke out, which I thought he was really smart by doing it late at night where all the Canadians were sleeping, and we couldn't actually like you know wake up and 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 know what was going on. We woke up and found out that he was gone. I, I kind of knew that he was going to do something like that. So I was preparing my phone. And as soon as the, the, the news broke out and my phone vibrated at like 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I knew that was Kawhi. I'm like, I knew it was Kawhi. So when it happened, I was like, okay, all right. I took it in. But uh, I was still a little upset. Like, I don't want him to win this year. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to win. Uh, and, like, I'm, I'm a little bitter about it, even though I knew he was going to leave. Just just because just of how he left and... And how we did it. I just felt it was kind of sneaky doing it late at night like that. Yeah. Uh, the Germans have a word for that. Schadenfreude. <laughs> uh, which means uh, pleasure in the misery of others. It is a completely nor uh, normal yeah, human I mean, uh, that's feel, pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I I'll go with that one. All for right, sure. man. Thanks a lot for talking to us, man. Hey, man. Thank you for having me, man. And we're talking with... Muhammad Ali Omir. Muhammad Ali, what a name, guys. What Muhammad Ali, socialist vocalist. What a name. What's your Twitter handle? It's got to be really creative, man. At Socialist Hip Hop. Socialist Hip Hop. That's got to be a tough one to find, though, man. <laughs> uh, Vijay, what's yours? Maharaja Verma, I believe it is. Yeah, is, that, is that what it is? Is that he, he got you beat over there, buddy. He got you beat over there. Uh, what up, what up? You're wearing a Fred Van Vliet uh, Raptors jersey. Tell us more about it. Tell us, tell us behind the thought process that went to that purchase. Oh, well, first of all, it wasn't a purchase. So check this out. Uh, game, game one uh, of the NBA Finals. Um, so the person always uh, hooks me up with tickets, invite me as his guest uh, to, to go. So I get 6 a.m., Good Morning America taping at Jurassic Park. That was amazing. Hanging out at noon. Went out, got some stuff for everybody who's, you know, family, friends who haven't been able to go to games. Um, and then a few hours later, me and this guy go back to Real Sports because they didn't have it yet, and we get the um, the, the championship patch. And I got my white and gold Kawhi jersey, and they they put it on and they lift it up, and there's all these burn marks on the jersey, and I'm like about to cry, 
And the manager went away for like 20, 30 minutes, came back with a free autographed Fred Van Vliet jersey that I'm wearing that right autographed? now. Where is the autograph? Oh, there right it is. There. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Awesome. Guys, yes, sir. And then I went to game one. So, guys, uh, let's cut back to our financial segment of this podcast. Kareem, what do you think the uh, appreciation of this jersey, Fred Van Vliet, 2019, uh, signed, I should add, is over a 10-year period? Uh, say it costs like 300 right now. Hang on. Uh, hang on. The mic's not on you. It's, say it's uh, $300 right now. What do you think it'll be in 10 years? In 10 years, it'll probably be uh, three times. It'll probably be worth about maybe $400. But... After he dies, it could go up even more. <laughs> there you go, guys. So we got the Wall Street Journal of Raptors gear right here. Uh, so we're, we're thinking of appreciation of 25%. Uh, for the record, I believe that is a little low. I think in 10 years, that'll be worth more like $1,000. Uh, you're, you're discounting inflation, I believe. Uh, but but back to uh, back to yourself, then. You also got a, a hat there, which I believe is the OVO hat. Yeah, yeah, OVO. Got to rep it. It's like been waiting 25 years for the Raptors to finally do this. So, you know, got to rep the championship Raptors. And I, I don't know if we're going going to win the title again this year, but I definitely think we're going back to the Eastern Finals. That's for sure. Wow. So Eastern Finals, that's a bold prediction. Based on what you've seen today against the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Sons, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, have you had a chance to kind of like amend your prediction there? Um, well, no. See, I think things are going to change in February. There are so many teams that went all in. Not all of them are going to meet expectations. There's going to be trades to happen at the deadline. We have big contracts to match if we want to go for a Jimmy Butler or somebody like that. I think our rebounding is going to be a lot better going into the playoffs. And if you shore up the rebounding with the team that we have, the defense that we have, I think we're looking good, especially the way OG is playing and the way Surge is playing tonight. So you're definitely thinking the Raptors are in a position where midseason they're looking to re-up rather than shed. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of sellers, right? You know, we, we, we might go that route, but why not? You know, there's going to be deals out there to be made. Just like nobody thought we could get Kawhi. Right now, it's thinking, everybody's thinking there's no way Paul George will be on the market. There's no way Jimmy Butler will be on the market. All these teams aren't going to succeed. Denver, Utah, the, the teams in L.A. Somebody's going to fail, and somebody's going to be out there. And what better GM to pounce on that than Masai? Uh, excellent points there. Um, so, you, I mean, did you say East Finals? Or, or, East or Finals. finals. East no, finals. no, no, East, fi- East Finals. East Finals, yeah. Okay, East Finals, I believe, is realistic. So, basically, you're saying we're going to beat Philly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think we can, we can beat Philly. Uh, I am really scared of Horford. But, it, but again, if we improve at the deadline, um, you know, we can improve at the deadline. Can Ben Simmons improve his jump shot? My money is on us improving at the deadline more than my money is on Ben Simmons' jump shot. Well, Ben Simmons did finally hit a three, so everybody lost their mind on that one. <laughs> True. He hit a three, but, I mean, let's keep it real. You know what I mean? Let's, let's keep it real. A little more philosophical question for you. Uh, like, do you think Joel Embiid is a bitch? <laughs> okay, so uh, off, the, off the record, um, off the record getting, um, getting haircuts in the city, I've, I've heard of a few stories of Embiid being spotted on King West, you know, in the uh, in the club during the playoff run, um, and I mean, you know, like, yeah, like, I don't know, I, oh, sorry, uh, yeah, no, I mean, how serious was Embiid about that series? If he was out clubbing till two in the morning in Toronto uh, during that series, so I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd use the same language, but I definitely think he doesn't have the same fortitude as Kawhi, as Kyle, and that and that that, that played a big part in it. But I will say this. I don't think he's making the same mistake this year. 
I think he learned his lesson, and I don't think we're going to see the same Embiid. I think he's going to have a, he's going to be much stronger mentally, personally. You, I mean, how do you not? How do you not bounce back and come back with a more serious approach, a more professional approach to the game after what's happened to you? You know what I mean? You got a hangover flu. You get bounced out of the playoffs. How do you come back and repeat that? Uh, sorry, Kareem has a uh, vital insight here. And you have a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Uh, Kareem, what is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset as it relates to Joel Embiid? Basically, a fixed mindset says, I'm the shit. Things will revolve around me. A growth mindset says, shit, the world matters. I need to adapt to the world and realize the mistakes I've made to become a better player. There you have it. Some, some words of wisdom from Kareem. Uh, th- thank you for that one, Kareem. Appreciate it. Um, you already mentioned a, p- a projection for the season. Other than Siakam, is there a guy you're looking like? Who's the next guy on the Raptors you're you're looking at as making a next level leap? Um, okay, so every year I say it's Norm because Norm is my guy. Um, ever since that game five against Indiana, tomahawk dunk. Actually, no, even before that, I've been a Norm fan all that season, but that solidified it. Uh, this year, I'd have to say OG. You know, OG ha- has the defense. If he can become a viable scoring option, it changes so much, right? Um, we become such a flexible team. You, you can move OG at times, play the four. Um, you, can, you can put him with, with the bench players and have him you know, uh, orchestrate some offense while still bringing in the defense. OG can do so much and has so much versatility. But at the end of the day, he needs to be able to step up and hit shots and, you know, and actually create. I think uh, one, one of our earlier guests on this podcast said it uh, that if uh, Norm was to hit, like if Norm was to reach his next level, he would have already reached it. Your reaction to that? Uh, I love Norm, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that that's kind of accurate, right? Uh, if anything, we would have seen it today, right? Not even next level, but you know, hitting open threes or making sure to get open for open threes. I love Norm. I think he's still a really solid rotation player, but yeah, I don't think he's he's going next level, and that breaks my heart a little bit to say, but I think it's okay. You know what I mean? Norm gives us good value on his contract, uh, plays hard, he's versatile, can play with the bench and with the starters, and, you know, I think he's a, he's a good piece to have. Thank you so much for joining us, man. 100%. Much appreciated. All right, man. We got with us? We have Ghana's number one blogger. Here. Ghana's number one blogger. I mean, I love Ghana because I love the Ghana soccer team. Of course. Uh, Essien is one of my favorite players of all time. Chelsea? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I'm an Arsenal fan, so oh, yeah? uh, it's a bit of a... Uh, FIFA 20. Michael Essien has been inserted as a legend, just so you know. Michael Essien has been inserted as a legend. My friend VJ, who is also an Arsenal fan, and my accountant oh, over there. Oh, Gunners. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, are, we, we are the greatest team in there. Even though we lost to Sheffield fucking United. 1-0. On no. Yes, that was a bit, uh, a bit on the tough side. Um... We're at the Raptors Republic uh, premiere opening night party. Uh, buddy, tell me where you were first, not at, at the end of game six, but at game five. Game five. Let me take you back. Game five, I was actually at a club in, um, I believe it was in Vaughn. I forget what the cl- club was called. They were just doing a live screening. I was in my Raptors gear and stuff. We sat there. We seen what was going on. It was basically back and forth the whole time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
this is about to be it. Like, it's about to go bananas. And then, I believe game five, we ended up... So did you, did you because I was at this exact same venue uh, in game five, and up six, I celebrated like a madman. I was actually planning on breaking these exact windows and running the bases and Skydome. Uh, up six, did you celebrate? Slightly, but the sportsman in me told me, no, don't celebrate, because remember, it's not over until the fat lady sings. Right, so you were one of the rational ones. Most definitely. Okay, so when Kyle Lowry's shot missed, your thoughts at that moment, when the ball went in, you realized the Raptors had just lost. Were you like, oh my God, we're fucked? Or are, we, are, are you like, we got this in Golden State? Yeah, in my mind, I said we got this in Golden State because, remember, we own the Oracle. So who cares if we lost at home? Let's just bring the champagne on the plane. And remember, our ambassador is Champagne Poppy. So just put it on the plane and let's go over to Cali. Now, what we got here, man, is, is a confident man. This oh, yeah. is a confident man because I was shitting my pants after game five, man. Raptors fans since day one. And to see the work that Van Vliet put on Curry, I said, you know what? It's going down in yeah. California. He, he, he shut him Not down. Even, uh, game six. Walk us through game six. Where, where, where were you at the end of game six? Uh, what was happening? Oh, my gosh. The vibes were electric. I was actually watching it with a bunch of friends at a banquet hall because we rented out a banquet hall and we said, hey, everybody, just come on along. Let's do our thing. Let's enjoy it with the family. Let's enjoy it with friends. So we got there and we said, you know what, tonight will be the night. And when I knew the Raptors were going to win was when Thompson went down. I knew it was over. Oh. I knew it was over. Uh, Kareem, uh, you got something to say for that one? Kareem is a, uh, Kareem is Kareem. Hi, nice, nice to be on. Okay, that, thank you. That, that was Kareem, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thompson's injury was whatever. Yeah, I mean, he got But uh, to me, it was like that P uh, Pascal Siakam spin move that got us a two at the end. Yes. Well, it was like, ah, fuck it. Anyway, mm -hmm. championship, how's the summer been for you? Uh, I know personally for me, I have been a better man. I have been a better human being. I think I have more patience as a human being. Uh, my temper has gone down for sure. Yeah, and overall, I'm just generally happy. How has the championship generally affected yourself? Well, let's put it this way. It has added to the brand. I've always been a Toronto fan since day one. And the funny thing is, now I've traveled a lot more, even in the summer and to the States. And they're like, wait, you're from Toronto. I'm like, put some respect on that name. <laughs> the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Do, uh, do you ever go to like an airport, and not, in, not in Toronto, and you see another guy in like a Raptor shirt and you give him like a little head nod? Like a little, hey, hey, Raptors. Of course. It's all about the culture now. Yeah. It, it definitely has changed. Now, now, moving on to this season, we're at halftime right now. What's the score, uh, Nick, there? Uh, I think uh, Nick says we're up or plus minus two. Uh, I'm going to believe it's a close game. Um, your early thoughts on this, on this Raptors team, um, wh where did you peg them to finish in the East this year? To be honest, when it comes to the Raptors, I think they will finish as a top four seed. A lot of people get angry at me, but to me, the way I look at it is this. There's no way that they're going to go under four because we have the guys. People fail to realize we already had a system in place before Kawhi came in. He just complemented the system. And now that he's out, now it's time to do our work. And it also stretches players like Freddie Van Vliet, uh, Pascal Siakam, and Kyle Lowry's roles to even be bigger roles. OG, 
is especially due for a big year. So I'm not worried. Yeah, I, I think all Raptor fans are kind of in that boat that this year we're probably not going to win a championship, but we got to set a real strong foundation on what lies ahead. And you mentioned a couple of guys there. Uh, one guy you left out there, Norman Powell. Where do you rate his ceiling? You see the problem with Norman Powell? I feel like he should have peaked already. With him, it's always this up and down. And yes, I get it. He's had injuries. But the thing is, this is the year that he needs to prove himself. If I really don't see anything from Norman Powell, you know what? He can actually be used as a bargaining trip for a trade. Nothing against him. I love that dude, but it is what it is. It's a business. Now, uh, Kareem, this is a man who knows the net present value of his assets. <laughs> I may be able to calculate those. Oh, there you go. That's Kareem, ladies and gentlemen. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a mathematician, statistician. Uh, some may call him a polymath. A poly po polymath is a pretty uh, pretty big compliment. Um, so uh, heading into the season, uh, projection for the Raptors, not in terms of regular season wins because we know that's bullshit, uh, but in terms of like playoff performance. Playoff performance, I see the Raptors going into round two at least. Round three will be a plus. Just as you said, you know what? When you look at the terrain of the, um, I would say, the Western Conference, we don't really have nothing against anybody in the Eastern Conference, but we don't have really anybody to contend with. Mind you, also, the Raptors, our Achilles heel is we start off slow and then we pick up rhythm. As you can see last year, it was uh, Pascal Siakam and um, Kawhi that actually helped us through round, and two, uh, round one and two. And then we started picking up the pace. If Raptors can pick up the pace from round one and round two, you can definitely see them in the Eastern Conference Final. But if they don't pick up the pace, then that's where you see the issue is. It's all about pace. So uh, you're definitely of the newer NBA mindset that the pace needs to be higher for us to be successful. Do you think with guys like uh, Freddie uh, playing significant minutes that poses a challenge, or do you think Freddie's capable of playing a higher pace? Um, I think his pace is perfect, but I'm just saying that the Raptors need to come out of the gate just banging. Ah, okay. That's what I'm referring to. Okay. But also, you, you picked up a very good point. Because I think, honestly, with Kyle Lowry, especially with his thumb issue, they should sit him for a little bit and let um, Freddie Van Vliet learn the role a little more. Because remember, the, pre the season is a washout. And when I say washout, we already know we're going to get into the playoffs. The playoffs is where you do your damage. You just do what you need to do to get into the playoffs. Just like I said last year, um, when it comes to Kawhi, there's playoff Kawhi and there's regular season Kawhi. Kawhi plays ball in the regular season. But when you see playoff Kawhi, it's a different beast. So, so do we have some players right now you feel like should be managed in a way where it's like regular season versus postseason? Because Kawhi was a special case with the injury history and all that. Kyle Lowry definitely falls in that category. But do you think we, we need to follow that sort of load management strategy with some of the uh, some of the other players not named Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol? Um, personally, you, you said the two players that were important. Remember... Kyle Lowry has an, has an injury. He's recovering from the surgery. Serge, uh, not Serge Ibaka, Mark Gasol just um, played in the summer. With him, with those two guys, most definitely you know that they need the time off. 
But everybody else, I don't even think there should be a load management. Let these guys ball out. These guys are young. These guys can do it. Freddie Van Vliet needs the minutes, especially Norman Powell. And I said, OG, oh, this has to be his breakout season. It does. Uh, and, don't forget about Boucher. I don't know about that, man. Boucher's too. Uh, he's uh, he's a little old, and I think expecting too much out of Boucher is uh, setting yourself up for a little disappointment. Kareem, your thoughts on Chris Boucher? None whatsoever. I, I haven't run the numbers yet. Okay, uh, he, Kareem is still crunching the numbers on that. He's one. Canadian. Let's put it that way. He is. Well, he's well. Well, hang on. He's from Montreal. Well, I was born in Montreal. Ah, Kareem. Alouette, gentil. Alouette. Alouette, gentil. Plumari. Yeah. Okay. Well, buddy, thank you for uh, coming on Rappers Republic inaugural season opener podcast. No Much problem. Pre- any parting thoughts you wanna you wanna say to Raptors Nation as you as you go off? Any message to the fans who are like maybe lingering in their faith? Raptors Nation, we finally have our team back. All the naysayers and the bandwagoners that just jumped in because you know Raptors won. Time to get off. Time to get off our bus and let us enjoy our Toronto Raptors. There, there you go. go. Uh, Let's go, a, Raptors. Uh, somewhat inclusive message there, uh, but uh, very much appreciate. Thanks, bye. No problem. All right, man, we're here with... Guy. Guy what? Guy Cohen. All right, Guy, you're wearing a Kyle Lowry uh, number seven replica jersey. Yeah, I got it signed. You got it signed by Kyle Lowry. How did yeah. that happen? Well, my birthday, my friend was going to immediately agree with him. So I ran home and I ran him. I got into his house and I got it signed. That's amazing. So you met Kyle Lowry? No, I didn't. But my friend told me he was getting it. So I ran to his house with the jersey and gave it to him. What is your earliest Raptors memory? Um, I remember when I was like really little. We had season tickets and we go a lot. I remember the one time they won over 100 and we would go get pizza. What players were on the court at that time? Oh, I was obsessed with Chris Bosh. Oh, Chris Bosh. You like Chris Bosh. What did you like about Chris Bosh? I don't know. I just thought he was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a bit of a post-up game. He had a jump shot and all that. And uh, is he your favorite player? Uh, no. Who is it? Uh, Siakam. Siakam. Like, what do, you, what do you like about Siakam? I just like the way he plays, and I think he's funny. Uh, so last year, when the Raptors won the title, uh, where were you at that in game six? Where were you? Dundas Square. Dundas Square. So you were in the crowd and all that. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you remember about that night? I remember it was just insane. Everyone was going nuts. There were huge, like, everything was crazy. There was, like, smoke bombs and things like that. It was insane. Were you ever, like, during the finals, like, oh, my God, the rappers are going to blow this? Like, yeah. What was, what, what was that moment of doubt for you? Because the, like, Golden State is just insane. And, like, they've been in this situation so many times, so I thought they had experience. But thankfully we pulled through. Let me ask you a couple of questions on, uh, on, on some Raptors. I, I want to see how, how far back you remember the Raptors. Do you Uh-oh. know Charles Oakley? No. Charles Oakley? Okay. Uh, do you remember Andrea Bargnani? I heard the name. I don't remember. That's amazing. I mean, here we have a man that doesn't know Andrea Bargnani, and that's good for you because you have wiped out a, a whole section of the Raptors, which you should, you're better off not remembering. Okay. You're, so you're good, man. How often do you play basketball? Uh, at recess. At recess and school? Yeah. That's what, what position do you play? Uh, we just play around. Play around, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna try it for the basketball team? Maybe. Yeah. So when did you like officially like beca- what do you when do you think you officially became like a Raptors fan? You're like, ah, I love this team. Um, I mean, it's obviously always been my favorite Raptors team, 
but uh, favorite NBA team because I'm from Toronto. But last like last year when they won, like that was just like okay, now I'm gonna start like following and like go crazy about the Raptors. How old are you? I'm 13. Well, we we all had a moment where we all became Raptor fans. Uh, for me, it was like Damon, maybe, and for you, it was last year. So that's amazing to hear, man. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, thank you. Let's uh, let, let's talk to one of your friends here. What's your name? I'm Noah. Louder. I'm Noah. Noah, when did you become a Raptors fan? Oh, like probably at like the end of the Bargnani days. Just end of the Bargnani days. Yeah. Who was your favorite player back in the day? Honestly, Bargnani and Demar. Just watching Demar develop was so cool. Just to see. Did, did Demar's development surprise you? Yeah, it's crazy how like he now has like a three, and his mid-range shot just improved so much. It's so cool to watch him. Do you still follow him in San Antonio? A bit, but like I'm a Raptors guy. I'm a Raptors guy. So right, yeah. right, right. So w- when the trade happened with Kawhi and Demar, were you upset? No, I was really happy because I knew like Masa- uh, Masai obviously saw something in Kawhi. Yeah. Knew when Kawhi came in, how much have you had you seen Kawhi before that? I'd like played with him in 2K a bunch, <laughs> and like I knew he's gonna be the real deal. I knew he's gonna be good. He's sick. What, what was Kawhi's 2K rating? Do you remember? Oh, I don't even remember. It was higher than Demar's though, right? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent for sure, man. Yeah, at least ten points yeah. higher, I'd say. He'd also like won the chip with San Antonio and like a yeah. defensive player award. Did you know? Uh, in in one of the, one of the uh, post game interviews in the in the um, when when San Antonio won the title, they asked Kawhi how many people were at the parade. And he said about 50,000. How many were at the Toronto Parade? Like a million or something. Like two million almost, yeah, man. It's That's crazy. amazing. Were you sad that he left? Yeah, it was hard. But like then again, like after seeing how good OG and Pascal are projected to be, I'm not sad at all. I'm really excited for this year. You got a uh, 23 uh, Van Vliet jersey yeah. there. What makes you love Van Vliet? I just love his game. I love his stories. undrafted, and he just has proven himself in the playoffs at the end. I just love his game, and he's little, too, and he fights. He's awesome. Thank you for talking to us. No Both of you, give, your, give, the, give the mic to one of your buddies over there. You want to talk? Hi. What's your name? My name's Sam. Sam, man, uh, when did you become a Raptors fan? Maybe three years ago. Three years ago. What was the moment that turned you into a Raptors fan? My, I knew they were in the playoffs, and I started following them, and it got really exciting. And I just, from there, I just, I just That's amazing. You got a current favorite player? On the Raptors or just in general? Uh, it, well, both in general and the Raptors. I like LeBron in general, and I like Freddie on the Raptors. I mean, we got two Fred fans here in a sample size of three. What about oh, yeah. uh, what about Fred's game? Do you love? I mean, he's very versatile. Yeah. He's like a passer. He can do it all. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. What? Who, who do you think on the Raptors needs to step up the most for them to like be successful this year? I think Marcus Saul. He's a, he's a big guy. Yeah. He has to do more. Develop a better shot, maybe. Get the boards. Other than Siakam, because we know Siakam's good, right? We, know, we all know he's good. Who do you think is, like, the next Raptors big player other than Siakam? Who? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to your buddies. Think for yourself. I mean, I think two people. Okay. Maybe OG and Lowry. Lowry's, La- older. Lowry's old. Lowry's he's a... older. He's older. Yeah, but yeah. He throws his body everywhere. Okay. He's, all right. He's, he's crazy. Awesome. So there you guys have a youth perspective with the rappers. Thank you so much for talking to us, guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. Take care, guys. And uh, we are with uh, Vijay Verma. Uh, no name. University please. friend. 
I consider one of my best friends there is. Vijay, uh, you are sporting a Northern Uprising jersey here. Yes. Uh, gold. Tell us the history of this it, one. It, it was a, uh, a gift. From who? A client. <laughs> it was from a client. Vijay is also my accountant, uh, which, uh, which works out really well, man. But Vijay, before we get to the Raptors, man, let's talk about Arsenal. So, for those that don't know, Zarar is Arsenalist. Yeah, so let's talk about Sheffield 1, <laughs> Arsenal 0 on Monday. What the hell was that? That was terrible. Do you? How much more time do you give Unai Emery? I give him at least until they get uh, knocked out of... Oh, the refs, you suck. Emery, you suck. How about that? We can start that chant right now. How about that? Uh, I give him until um, January. Uh, wow. Yeah. Very short time Very period. Very short time period. Wow. I, I don't think they're going to, uh, they're going to do well. Uh, I don't like his style of play. How, how do you compare him? Because uh, when Wenger was around, we always were like, well... Wenger isn't really uh, pragmatic enough. Like he's too like um, yeah. he's too yeah, um, idealist. Like he, he trusts his yeah. players too much. Yeah. Yeah. He gives them too much freedom. Free, free form footballing. And, and how do you compare Emery to that? He's like a um, like a fascist sort of uh, doctrine that he employs in his players, and it really destroys any sort of. Uh, any sort of football that's worth of watching. I mean, you, you and I kind of grew up in the era of like Thierry Henry and Bergkamp and yeah. even Cesc Fabregas where yeah. the football was flowing. It was almost an expression of life. It was something you look forward uh, to every weekend. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a Sunday morning walking in a field. Yes. Of daisies. Yeah, and, and it was like you, you looked forward to Arsenal because Arsenal was, was, it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I think uh, Arsenal was right. All those years ago, uh, when he started saying that uh, top four was a trophy, and if you look at the way that people talk nowadays uh, in the industry, uh, that's all they say is that uh, top four is something that is vitally important. Yeah, as if you did win a trophy. Yeah, and, and honestly, man, that was the view that I always had. I, I always thought people kind of undersold this effect of the top four. Yeah. Anyway, so so going back to basketball. Uh, the score right now is 109-103 Pelicans with 409 left. The it's Raptors it's tough. Uh, they they look like they have a hangover. Kind of like what's uh, going to happen to me tomorrow when I head into work. Uh, it doesn't look good. I, I, they may not win, but uh, uh, we'll see how the season turns out. But if this is uh, any sort of foreshadowing... We got uh, trouble on our hands. And, and somebody mentioned earlier, I forget who, because we interviewed a bunch of people, is that there seems to be a bit of a complacency on the on, on the floor where we've won the title, we've lost our best player. It's almost okay if we lose because of all the things that we've accomplished and all the things that we that have happened to us. Is that reading too much into the psyche in game one? I mean, I know it is, but like, what do you think of that... Uh, of that line of thinking? Uh, I, I think this team is actually a little resilient. Uh, I think they'll fight that as much as they can. Uh, but eventually, uh, wi their will will only take them so far. Uh, the NBA is a talent-driven league. And if they don't have the talent, um, there will be an issue. So I, I, I feel like Masai will have to make a move 
for them to uh, to really kind of compete. Yeah. And, and if you look at the guys that we have on the pitch, uh, sorry, on the floor right now, uh, some of the guys we're expecting big leaps from. Like when you look at uh, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG, um, Norman Powell for that matter. Who do you think is the most, and ignore Pascal Siakam for a second, who do you think is the most likely to uh, make that leap and who is the most least likely to make that leap? I, I think uh, Fred Fred is a great player, actually. He, uh, but in, in terms of usage and minutes, the usage that he would have in the uh, uh, starting lineup, I think you, you're just—it's you, too hard to tell whether he'll uh, he'll die out um, mid to late season. I, I agree. I think I, I think uh, OG is probably the guy. And I think so far what I've seen in preseason and uh, in the first game of the regular season kind of, by the way, we're seeing a Raptors uh, super fan actually gets a ring. Is that a real ring he gets that, there? That's a real ring. That yeah, seems uh, very fucked up uh, because he didn't play a second of basketball. Uh, but he's he, been there since 95. So Similar to so us. So have I. I mean, Simil- the fees he paid to get the seats that he has is like seven or eight. Uh-huh. Ten mm-hmm. times that amount of that ring. Uh, I, I, I firmly believe that uh, Raptors Republic has done more for the game than Navbadia. Uh, <laughs> I believe that, uh, but uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's park that one. Playoff depth. How far can we go? Thoughts on uh, that? I, I'm really thinking second round, similar to the way that we played this year. Uh, that second round was a beast. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a Kawhi shot away from us going out. We'll make it to the second round. Uh, it'll be very similar. It'll be a tight, a tight, uh, a tight game, a tight, a tight series. And again, I think most people acknowledge this as a bridge year between like winning a title and accomplishing something bigger. Obviously, we're relying on the growth of uh, Pascal Siakam, OG, and to a much, much lesser degree, Norm Powell. Uh, it's, a, it's it, it really is a bit of a crapshoot of a year. Uh, so switching back to Arsenal, man. Predictions on uh, on the uh, Premier League uh, standings. I, here for I think I think we'll make uh, I think we'll make top four. We'll get that uh, elusive trophy that gives you no ring. Um, I, I think we will make top four. It'll be an ugly season. Uh, but uh, everybody else is not playing very well. Spurs sucks. Uh, man United isn't very good. So we'll kind of have to rely on other people not being good um, for us to make that top four. But I think we will make that top four. Wenger would be proud. Wenger, and thank you. Uh, lastly, I just want to say, Zarar, how, how did you come up with uh, being in Raptors Republics, uh, starting it, uh, maintaining it? What was your motivation for that? I mean, I think I've spoken about this a couple of times, and it was mostly... Not to me. It was mostly um, when I was following the Raptors in the early 2000s, I really found a lot of the media coverage to be very dishonest. Uh, I thought they weren't uh, holding the franchise up to the standard that they needed to hold it to. And there was a lot of um, revisionism. There's a lot of uh, lack of accountability. And uh, a lot of fans were frustrated in that Babcock, early uh, Colangelo era. And I feel like there was a voice of the fans that wasn't being heard. And, uh, and I, I should call out, it's, it's, it's not, by the way, just me. Uh, there's a lot of bloggers uh, <laughs> There's a lot of bloggers out there 
like uh, Sam Dynasty was there, Alt Raps was there, who really uh, ups. shared the same view as me, and we kind of joined to form Raptors Republic. Uh, I never do. I want to suggest that it was uh, it was uh, only me. There were a lot of people who were like who sure. were, uh, went into this, and uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm glad we did because uh, I think we've got a big community, and as you can see tonight, a lot of people are having a lot of fun. So it's um, it's freaking great. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right, man. And we're talking with Cole. Cole, uh, interesting selection here. I believe the uh, shirt there is one of the giveaways from game. Uh, I'm not sure. I got it at Value Village. Aha. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes total sense. I believe it's, it's one of the playoff games for sure. I believe that's one of the shirts where uh, Jordan Lloyd made it on, right? Is that, is that Jordan Lloyd number eight there? I believe so. Um, so... So Kareem, as Kareem exchanges his drinks here, uh, since when have you been a Raptors fan? Since the beginning. Amazing. I mean, who, who is your 90s favorite player? 90s? That's a tough call because we had so many good players. We did? Man, we had Vince. <laughs> we had Tracy McGrady. We had all sorts of... Yeah, um, we had Stoudemire, we had all these great talents that I don't feel we utilized correctly at the time. Mm, interesting, interesting take. That That is definitely uh, what you would call an unorthodox opinion. Kareem, what do you think of that? It was very orthodox. What did you think of Duck Christie? Doug Christie was a great player. Uh, I, I feel that he really was a great player and that he helped our team out. He was a great team player. And um, I think that at that time, while we had him, we were a better team for it. What was your reaction to the Kawhi trade? Well, my initial reaction um, was that of skepticism because I didn't, I, I just wasn't sure. I mean, I knew about DeMar and his stats and you know, his past playing for our team, right? I'd seen him on the Raptors for years, but I didn't know too much about Kawhi at the time that he got traded to us, so I really wasn't sure what to think. I was just kind of watching and observing. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, the Raptors are up uh, 130-122 with 14 seconds left. Kyle Lowry and uh, Fred Van Vliet with some big-time threes at the end. Uh, this wraps up our uh, podcast for uh, opening night uh, for the 2019-20 season. Go Raptors. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. 